Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Amma ba'du faqad qala Allahu tabaraka wa ta'ala ba'da a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanir rajim. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu man yartadda minkum an dinihi fasawfa ya'ti Allahu biqawmin فسوف يأتي الله بقوم يحبهم ويحبونه أذلة على المؤمنين أعزة على الكافرين يجاهدون في سبيل الله ولا يخافون لوم تلائم صدق الله العظيم My beloved brothers, respected listeners On one occasion a person from amongst the Jews came to Nabi صلى الله عليه وسلم Rather he came to Umar رضي الله تعالى عن Imam Muslim rahimahullah makes mention of this narration. Tariq bin Shihab radiallahu rahimahullah is the narrator. That he came to Nabi, he came to Umar radiallahu ta'ala an and he told Umar radiallahu ta'ala an that in your Quran there is such an ayat, such a verse, that if this verse were to be revealed upon us, if this ayat were to be revealed upon us, then we would make that day a day of Eid. So Umar radiallahu ta'ala an was taken aback by the statement of the Jew in at the same time, understand that in Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes the Jews, that most definitely you will find those who are severest in their enmity for the believers, you will find them to be the Yahud. You will find them to be the Jews. Yet this is a Jew who is speaking about the virtue of an ayat of Quran. And there is a saying that goes that Al-Fadilatu ma shahidat bihil a'da'u. The true virtue is that that your enemy attests to. So here the Jew is saying, there is such an ayat in Quran, that if this particular ayat was revealed upon the Jews, we would make the day a day of Eid. Umar radiallahu ta'ala asked, فَأَيُّ ayatin? What ayat is that? The Jewish man replied, and he, and he, read, he read the ayat of Quran that comes in Surah Al-Ma'idah, الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينَ that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Today, I have completed for you your deen. I have completed for you your way of life. وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي And I have completed upon you my favor. وَرَضِيتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينَ And I am pleased with the deen of Islam. I am, I am pleased with Islam as a way of life for you. So upon this ayat, the Jew expressed such, such happiness and such joy that if this were, were to be revealed upon us, we would make the day a day of Eid. Because Islam, in actual fact, came to complete all the adiyan. It came to complete all the ways of life from the time of Adam alayhi salam, Ibrahim alayhi salam, Musa alayhi salam, Isa alayhi salam. All came with the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it was the deen of Islam that was the cherry on top, that completed every way of life, the most perfect way of life. So we need to adopt this way of life. We need to inculcate this deen of Islam into our lives, into every facet of our lives, to such an extent that when we leave this world, we leave with this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Islam, firmly entrenched in our hearts. In Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the advice, with great emphasis that Ibrahim alayhi salam, Ya'qub alayhi salam, the, the advice that they gave to their children. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَوَصَّى بِهَا إِبْرَاهِيمُ بَنِيهِ وَيَعْقُوبِ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here does not use the word giving advice. Rather Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used the word bequest. That this is our final wish from you. It is our final request. 
that Ibrahim السلام, he advised his children, Yaqub advised his children that Ya Baniya, Inna Allah has tafalakumuddin. Oh, my beloved children, surely Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen for you the deen. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who selected this way of life for you. Fala tamutunna illa wa antum muslimun. So do not leave this world except in the state of being muslimin. Except in a state that you have embraced this way of life, this deen of Islam. And as we know very well, one of the very first questions that a person will have to answer when he is placed in his grave, whereupon a person's eternal success depends, is that ma deenuk. What is your deen? What is your way of life? So what is this deen? Generally when we hear this word deen, it will be translated as a religion. But this can be misunderstood. A person will understand deen then to be confined maybe to the masjid, or you will understand deen, religion, to be confined to the month of Ramadan. Or he will understand deen, religion, to be confined with how he deals with his Muslim brothers. Rather, deen, if we look at the translation offered by the scholars, is that it is complete submission before the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best on a weekly basis, we hear this time and time again. After the Maghrib Salah, after the Isha Salah, we are very accustomed to it when the brother will stand up and make the A'lan. He will make the announcement and he will say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept our success in deen. And then follows the translation, what is deen? Deen is to practice upon the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the pattern shown to us by Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Every facet of life, a person needs to bring this deen in his life. So that he can leave this world with Iman. He can leave this world with Islam. So we'll just mention five points, five actions that every person can practice upon. Allah bless me with tawfiq. Firstly, five actions, four from Quran, one from Hadith. That a person, if he inculcates it in his life, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will preserve this deen in his life. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will preserve it in the life, lives of his progeny as well. In Surah Al-Ma'idah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the believers and says, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu, may yartadda minkum an deenihi, fasawfa ya'atillahu biqawmin. O those who have brought iman, O people of iman, O people of belief, whosoever from amongst you turns away from the deen, whoever becomes an apostate, whoever becomes a murtad, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will replace you with another nation. Which means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is totally independent of us. If every person of Iman turns away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with one command, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can change the entire system. Time is, as we know it, space as we know it, human race as we know it. Every system can be changed with one command and the entire system can be substituted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also a very important point to keep in mind here is that when we, when we hear about irtidad, when we hear about a person becoming a murtad, when we hear about apostasy, a person leaving the deen of Islam, we will think that it is a person who was from a family with a certain name, with a certain background, and one day he comes forward and he says that now I have changed, I have left the deen of Islam, I changed my name. Every person will be saddened because this person has left the fall of Islam. But there is another form of irtidad, there is another form of apostasy, that is termed by the ulama as irtidad zehni. In the Urdu language, irtidad zehni. And in the English language, intellectual apostasy. That in a person's mind, hidden, on the surface everything seems normal. But from within, 
he has left the fall of Islam. From within, such doubts have been created in his heart that have now grown to such an extent that he has, begin, he has denied Jannah, he has denied Jahannam. Now he believes in a theory that man was created from apes. As Mufti Bilal Sabi Damud Barakatuh mentioned just a few weeks ago, that this is being ingrained in the minds of the children that we have been created from apes. So this type of irtidad zehni it grows in a person's heart. And then he does not solve that doubt of his till eventually from within he has left the fall of Islam. Outwardly everything seems normal. He was Ahmad, he is Ahmad, he fasts during the month of Ramadan, he will come for the Jummah Salah. Outwardly everything seems normal. But inwardly he has lost his Iman. So we should never become complacent about this. We should always check up on, on our children, we should check up on ourselves. But what are you learning? What is the state of your Iman? What is the state of your Islam? Speak about Jannah, speak about Jahannam, speak about the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not take it for granted. This is a reality. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that a time will come that in the morning a person will be a believer, in the evening he will be a disbeliever. Or in the evening he will be a believer, in the morning he will be a disbeliever. In the interim he would have lost his Iman. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here speaks about that condition of irtidad people turning away from the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that if the entire believers, if all the believers turn away from the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will replace them with such a nation who have certain qualities. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this ayat mentions four qualities. So these four qualities, in actual fact, if these are the qualities possessed by the people who will, who will substitute a nation of apostates, then in actual fact, these are such qualities that will protect a person's deen. It will protect his Islam. The first quality of this nation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يُحِبُّهُمْ وَيُحِبُّونَهُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love them. And they will love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the very first quality for the preservation of iman, for the preservation of deen is to inculcate the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To inculcate the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our hearts, in the hearts of our children. And this is something that every believer will say that yes, I love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but what is the proof? It is not sufficient just to say that I love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but what is the proof that I really love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah, a very famous poem that we hear time and time again, when he says, Ta'asil ilaha wa anta tudhiru hubbahu, hadha mahalun fil qiyasi badi'u. That you disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on one hand, and on the other hand you claim to love him, this is very far from logic. This is far-fetched. If you were true in your love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if I was true in my love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then I would have obeyed him. Because a sign that a person loves someone is that The lover is obedient to the beloved. Let us, let us look at an example. One example we don't know if it is an appropriate example, but there is a person, there is a man who might be a diabetic, and he's on a certain diet. So when he's at home, his family, his spouse, his children will make sure that he eats the correct food, so that his sugar level should not rise. They will look after his diet. But what happens when that man goes out on the road? Now he is sitting alone, he is away from his wife, he is away from his children. Now he is tempted to order something sweet. He is tempted to order something that he would not ordinarily eat in the presence of his children, in the presence of his spouse. 
He might buy that thing, he will eat it. But when he is about to partake of that chocolate or whatever it might be that is harmful for him, what will he think about? He will think about his wife at home. The thought will cross his mind. And what causes the thought of his wife to cross his mind at that time? It is because he has love for her. What is the, what is the reason? What causes the thought of the child to cross his mind at that time? It is because he has love for the child. So if a person, if I am disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, openly, bashfully, boldly, and the thought of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not even cross my mind, then what is the level of my love for my Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Yes, I will fault, I will commit an error, I will slip, I will make faults, I am a human being. But at the same time, I need to understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching me. And that condition of restlessness that comes in a person's heart when he disobeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he makes a mistake, when he sins, when he sins unintentionally, that restlessness that Allah is watching me, this is a sign that a person has the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his heart. So the first quality for the preservation of Iman, according to the ayat of Quran, is the development of the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how can a person develop this love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? We look to an ayat of Quran, a very simple prescription, seemingly simple, but requiring great amount of courage. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressing Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبُكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ That, O oh, Nabi of Allah, say and address your people that if you love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَاتَّبِعُونِي then follow me. Follow my sunnah. Follow my way of life. And as a result of that, what will a person get? يُحْبِبُكُمُ اللَّهُ on account of following the sunnah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive your sins. So a very simple way, a very easy way that a person can attract the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to make a firm resolve, a firm determination to bring the sunnah in my life. To adapt in such a way, to adapt my life in such a way that it fits into the sunnah. Every facet of my life needs to conform to the sunnah. Every facet of the lives of my children, of my wife, and looking further, the community, the ummah, needs to conform to the sunnah. In the preservation of the sunnah lies the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lies the preservation of deen and iman. So this is the first thing. The love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the preservation of deen. The second point in this ayah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that adillatin ala al-mu'mineen, a'izzatin ala al-kafirin, that these people who will come to replace a nation of apostates, the second quality that they will have is that they will be kind, merciful, gentle, humble to the believers. To their fellow Muslim brothers, they will be kind, merciful, they will go out of their way. They will lower themselves for the believers. A'izzatin ala al-kafirin. But they will be stern against the disbeliever. That does not mean that a person will practice injustice. It does not mean that, that he will oppress a person of disbelief. Rather, it means he will stand his ground. He will never compromise on any principles of deen. And he will always give preference. If there is equality between a believer and a disbeliever before him, if he is faced with a choice and there is no injustice, there is no bribery, there is no oppression, and if he has to choose between the two, he will choose to side with the believer. He will always be softer with a believer in comparison to a disbeliever. Unfortunately, we can see what is happening in the world that not only individuals, nations, countries, governments are selling out the ummah. 
they are forging alliances with such people who are murdering the ummah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then we ask ourselves, why have we fallen to such a low state? Because we ourselves are selling out the ummah. We ourselves are choosing to befriend a disbeliever over a believer. So the second quality is that a person needs to develop this soft nature, this humbleness for any person who has iman. Do not look at his color. Do not look at his language. Do not look at how much he has in his wallet. Look at the iman in his heart. Do not even look at the sins he is committing. Because perhaps Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forgiven him. Perhaps he has cried at night. Perhaps he is better than me. Look only at the iman in his heart and treat him in a soft way. And when it comes to dealing with a disbeliever, be firm and do not ever compromise on the principles of deen. So this is the second quality, being humble, being soft with the believers and being stern when, with, when, when it comes to the approach with disbelievers. The third quality Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يُجَاهِدُونَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ that this nation, they will strive in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will strive for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as we know very well. That when a person attains something with ease and there is no effort behind the attainment of that thing, then he, there is no appreciation as well. Look at a man who builds a business and he starts it from scratch. He does not have any capital. He might take a loan. He has to extre exercise extreme discipline. There are times when he will have to limit his food just to build that business, that halal business of his. And after years have passed, now he has a dynasty. Now he has a mighty empire. And he is a means of assistance for the ummah. At that time, he takes the business and hands it over to his son who made no effort, who made no sacrifice for that business. Will the value of the two of them be the same for that business? It is impossible. So in the same way, the, the, those who strive for the upliftment of the deen, they go out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they spend their wealth, they spend their time, they will go out with no ulterior motive, they are not getting any salary, but they will go and strive in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will understand and we can see that the value that they have in their hearts for the deen is far greater than the value that I have in my heart for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this quality as well, striving in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the upliftment of his deen is a means of preservation of our own iman. And the last quality, وَلَا يَخَافُونَ And when it comes to practicing upon the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they fear no criticism of no critic. They will practice upon the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala no matter what it might be. If it requires them to keep their garments above their ankles, they will do it in the masjid, in the workplace, in school, wherever it might be. People can say whatever they want to against them. But this is the sunnah of my Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They will not fear any criticism at all. Look at Uthman radiallahu ta'ala and when he went to, when he went to negotiate with the disbelievers when he, on, the, on the occasion of Hudaybiyah and they asked him regarding his, regarding his izar, his garment that was nisfu saq halfway between his knees and his ankles. And the only reply he gave, he did not justify it. He said that this is the way that my beloved wears his garment, halfway between his knees and his ankles. So this is the fourth quality for the preservation of deen, is not to fear the criticism of any critic when it comes to practicing upon the deen. Grow the beard, wear the sunnah, Follow the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do not fear the disbeliever at all. Let him scorn at me. Let him mock at me. Let him try and humiliate me. I understand that honor lies in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And lastly from hadith, a prescription for the preservation of deen, for the preservation of Islam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to make the following dua in abundance. That ya muqallib al-qulub, thabbit qalbi ala deenik. O turner of hearts, keep my heart steadfast upon your deen. 
He was asked, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was asked to make this dua in such abundance. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the hearts of men are in the complete control of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he can turn it in whichever direction he pleases. So let us make this dua. Let us bring these four qualities into our lives. That the first quality, develop the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Become compassionate with the, dis with the believer. Become stern when, when our approach with the disbeliever. Strive in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not fear the criticism of anyone when it comes to practicing upon the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And make dua for the preservation of our deen.